0: Good Friday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and welcome to the I Love Seville show. Um, Thank you for joining us on a Friday before the Thanksgiving break, um, a break that um, cannot come soon enough for Charlottesville High School. A lot we're going to cover on today's program, including what is a planned and organized Strategized protest. You can call it a sick out. That's what Mary McIntyre called it. The vice president, vice president of the Almoral Education Association, basically the Almoral Union's vice president, called what is going on right now at Charlottesville High School a sick out. Carol Thorpe, watching the program, she said, and we've seen this in police departments. Um, in the past around the country and it's been called a blue flu where the blue does not show up for work to protest conditions. Here's the nitty gritty if you have not heard. Charlottesville High School in shocking fashion and anyone that does not think this is shocking is not in touch with reality has cancelled classes for today. The notification it goes on social media it happens. What? Very little time before school is actually set to go, and 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 staff and students and parents are driving to school. Just after six a.m., the announcement happened. Just after six a.m. is such little le- heads up. Yeah. Charlottesville High School, I'll read the statement that was aired on social media and then we'll digest it and we'll pick it apart, we'll analyze it from every angle with the help of you, the viewer and listener, with you, the help of you, the student, the help of you, the parent, the help of you, the many teachers that have been sending us messages, a couple of messages from someone that I've known for a long period of time that I trust and I will read um, verbatim what this CHS teacher sent to me off the record. Here's the message from the high school first, frankly from the front office. This is from the superintendent's office. Due to an unusual number of staff absences and a limited number of substitutes, classes at Charlottesville High School will be canceled today, Friday, November 17th. All other Charlottesville City schools will follow their regular schedule. Ten and 11-month staff at CHS do not have to report. Thank you for your patience. There was a brawl yesterday. Judah's seen the video. This video was sent to me by teachers. Judah, I had a number of teachers ask us and this network to air the video On the show. They asked us to air the video on this show because they want the community to understand how the conditions, the safety, the professional quality of life has deteriorated within Charlottesville's only high school. Judah and I discussed whether or not we should air the video. I had a very Lengthy conversation with my wife about this. She's a fantastic sounding board for me. I asked other teachers whether we should air the video and other parents whether we should air the video. Ultimately, I'm going to make the executive decision, despite a relatively split vote, not to air a brawl, a video that's on social media, a three minute and one second video that depicts violence, brawling, fighting, stomping on students' stampedes, a violent interaction between two female students where they have each other uh, by the hair and the braids and are ripping and dragging and pulling to levels I have not seen. You see in this video two male teachers trying to break up this brawl that easily was a few dozen students, if not more. It went from hallways to entryways. Yesterday, we know that Charlottesville High School had had someone open a door to allow an older sibling to enter the building. So now brawls are creating um, safety concerns with outsiders being allowed into the hallways of a public school. This particular um, fight was so dramatic and significant that the Charlottesville Police Department was called to the scene, students were put on lockdowns, a fire drill was cancelled, and an emergency meeting was called for teachers to convene within the school to discuss steps forward. You have roughly a dozen police officers, many police vehicles, and a staff that is scared, fearful, concerned, protesting, some Considering quitting others' legal action. This is not the first fight of this magnitude that has transpired within the first semester. I mean, good night, within the first few months of this school year. We had a principal resign unexpectedly. His last day is Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. We have the Vice President of the Albemarle Education Association, Mary McIntyre, who I have a lot of respect for. I really respect Mary for her courage and willingness to share perspective on social media of what's going on. She, on her Twitter platform, which is one that's followed by us and others, highlights that what is going on with Charlottesville High School, with this sick out or this protest maybe you even call it the early stages of a strike, that this very well could happen in Albemarle County. These are her exact words. If Albemarle County thinks this could never happen here within ACPS, they are sadly mistaken. We are closer than ever before to our breaking point. She says, I believe we are seeing the first sick out in local history and I 100% stand with my Charlottesville neighbors. This is the vice president of the Albemarle Education Association, AKA the Albemarle Union, or the team that wants to unionize ACPS. Albemarle parents, if you're parents of children in public schools within Albemarle County Public Schools, you need to listen very closely to me. This very well could happen within schools within ACPS. And I'm looking first at Albemarle High School. Teachers are at, as Mary said, an absolute breaking point. We planned, I planned a completely topic, a completely different uh, show theme or topics for today's episode, today's program. I will save those until next week unless this strike migrates into Monday. There's two days of school next week. Will we see a sick out, a, pro, uh, a protest, a strike on Monday and Tuesday as well? That would really send a message. No doubt. Here are the questions we're gonna ask on the program. We're gonna ask you, the viewer and listener, what your thoughts as well. How long will Charlottesville High School be closed? Is this a protest? Is this a strike? I will relay to you what Charlottesville teachers are relaying to me off the record. I will read it verbatim without utilizing their names. I'll ask you this question, will this happen within Admiral County Public Schools as the neighbors are going through it right now, will this be a keeping up with the Joneses or create influence of behavior within a school system that is separated by an invisible line, a jurisdictional line? I am openly telling you, and this is going to disappoint some of the folks that spoke to me off the record, teachers that sent me this video, we are not going to air the video. I have seen it. Judah, if we go on a two-shot with you... The reason I showed it to you is because I thought you should be prepared for this program. Yep. You saw two male teachers trying to break up a brawl. I don't see how anyone that's a teacher would get involved in something like that. It's not in their pay grade, nor is it a part of their training.
1: Definitely not.
0: These male teachers Mm -hmm. were not small men. They try to break it up by using words. Words were doing absolutely nothing in this particular circumstance. Then they walked away, or at least they walked out of frame. This particular brawl from yesterday, as we try to offer a depiction of what happened, could have resulted in significant injury, especially with the students, the minors, that were getting kicked or stomped on the floor. If a couple of dozen people stampede while people are on the ground, that could lead to serious injury, if not worse. You saw fighting not even just tied to boys or teen boys and involved females or teen females as well. The sole reason I'm not airing this, despite the teachers asking us to air it on this network, is because they are minors, and I'm thinking about this as a parent. I empathize and sympathize with the teachers that sent us the video because they want the community to truly understand what's happening in the schools and the conditions, how far they have deteriorated for educators. That's why they asked us to air the video. I was this close to doing it. But then I thought what it would be like if it was a parent seeing their minor in one of these... Their children in one of these videos, and as a parent myself, I would be demoralized, angry, infuriated, have a gambit of emotions. So we chose not to. You start with some commentary. I've offered some for about 15 minutes, and then I'm going to get to some comments from viewers and listeners, and I'm going to first read a Extremely important message that needs to get out there from an educator within Charlottesville High School. Show is yours, Judah Wickhauer.
1: I mean, this is just crazy, and I, <clears throat> I certainly cannot blame teachers for not wanting to be a, a part of a school like this. I don't. Am I, uh, am I crazy in thinking that that this is uh, were schools like this ten years ago? Were schools like this. I mean they certainly certainly weren't like this when I was a kid, although uh I didn't go to high school in California. Uh, I was just about to enter junior high before we moved to uh to Maine and my mom had asked someone what the uh what the dress code was at the uh at the junior high in Los Angeles, and was told the only dress code was no gang colors, so maybe I maybe I lucked out uh, but we certainly didn 't have people milling in the halls and cheering others on as fights ensued, uh, whether it was during class or in between classes and i can 't imagine that uh, i can 't imagine that most schools. Deal with something like this on a daily basis, but i I honestly don't know i haven't there's been, been
0: a half a dozen roughly a half a dozen brawls or fights of this magnitude involving dozens of students within the
1: schools within and, this specific school excuse me this semester alone and yeah but how many how many smaller fights i mean is this uh, is it a semi common occurrence there or are these I'd say
0: roughly half a dozen within the first couple of months is is a common occurrence. John Blair on LinkedIn, Jerry, you and Judah are making the right decision not to air the video. I cannot overstate John Blair says how violent this video is. I know a Charlottesville high school parent who sent me the video and their daughter is frightened to go back to school. It's not the couch-fading, overreacting variety, but a 16-year-old girl is literally scared to set foot in the school again after what happened yesterday. Thank you, John, for sharing that perspective. I have had multiple teachers DM me, text me, Facebook message us that said not only are the students afraid to go back to school, the teachers themselves are afraid to go back to school.
1: Yeah. High school, a lot of high school kids are you know if not adult size they're pretty close and not just because you're an adult doesn't mean you're prepared to take on one not not to me- not to mention a, a few dozen that's a, the a that's the true violence kids. there
0: i would be terrified as well that and, is that is the terrifying element of this <laughs> it's the mass momentum of dozens of students in herd mentality, stampeding, and storming in narrow passageways. Yeah. Have you ever been to a concert when the gates have been open to a concert and the general admission section and people rush to the front row all at once? If, this happens at sporting events as well. If mm. you don't stick with the momentum of the crowd... You legitimately—if you try to stop, you legitimately can get stampeded, stamped, and stomped on, and that—that that is literally how folks can die.
1: That is how people die. It's happened at sporting events. Uh, you get crushed against a fence, and concert, sporting events. This is the type of what
0: I saw in this video. Okay, um, I'm going to read what a teacher that I trust. Passed along to me off the record, I I will not utilize this teacher's name, but it is someone that I absolutely trust. This particular individual says, and I'm reading, there have been entirely too many fights, too many disrespectful students students being allowed to wander the halls and not go to class and not enough options for our administration to do much about it teachers are fed up we don't feel like we're being heard there was another big altercation yesterday where an 18 year old former student was let into the building the building is feeling unsafe to many people many teachers ask for a hard reset so he could figure things out. This was denied, and therefore, many teachers called out sick today. This particular teacher also says this, we want our voices heard. We love Charlottesville High School and support our administrative team, but we want change. We want it to be an institution of learning and not so much one of drama. We want staff and students to feel safe. I asked this particular teacher, because I trust this teacher, and I've known this teacher for, I'm doing the math in my head, I would say almost 20 years. I asked this teacher, should I air the video that's been sent to me by parents and your colleagues? And this teacher responded, I have not seen the video myself. Maybe you should just give people a glimpse inside the building to see what goes on. We definitely feel like there's a disconnect between perception and reality. That message is what the teachers that sent me the video said. There's a dis- basically a disconnect of what's happening in these hallways and what the community actually thinks. Please air the video. That's why I was initially motivated to air the video. My wife, Judah, other people I trust said, you should not do it because it's just going to only add momentum to the crisis. And we're in crisis mode here within Charlottesville's only high school. I said to the teacher, I trust your judgment. What should I do? She said, some teachers have expressed fear of going to school. I don't find fear going to school, but I definitely have encountered some uncomfortable situations with students. I do not know in the hallways. The sad thing as we were talking about, we are talking about probably 50 or less students. The majority of our students of all different backgrounds are there to learn. Then she said, maybe I would be hesitant about airing the videos because you can identify students and many are minors. And here's what may be the crux of what's going on. Are you ready for this, Judah? Yeah. Viewers and listeners, you need to listen to this. Verbatim, I will read here. The real problem with our school division and really this town is that hard conversations cannot happen because race always rises to the surface. No one wants to look bad on paper because of having disproportionate referrals, expulsions, and likewise, when it comes to folks of color. The problem is that we have, is that we cannot help the students of color who make bad choices. If we are truly going to help them be the best versions of themselves we need to give them consequences early so they could hopefully make better choices. If they continue to get away with things, then their poor choices will just grow and lead to bigger problems for them. This individual highlights the poor CSAs, which have to deal with these unruly students on the regular, on the daily. Some of them have connections to the kids' families, but they still get cussed out and threatened. I will read this from another teacher. This very much resonated with me. I will read verbatim. And then we'll get to unpacking what was just said, okay? Mm. Jerry, I'm sending you this video because you need to air it on your network with the followers that you have. People need to understand the conditions we're working within. I routinely come to work and I'm terrified of what will happen that day. I am not paid enough money to have a sense of fear while working or constantly overlooking my shoulder, turning my back, in particular in the hallway, or as I turn corners. What's happening in this school is not understood by the community at large. Our principal quit in large part to this. The conditions have worsened, and they will not get better unless the community gets involved. Shame on the parents, who think it is us that is the problem because we're not showing up to work today. We're not showing up to work today because we're scared, we're underpaid, and we're treated poorly by the students we're trying to help. My future in this this profession is one that will not be much longer. More messages like this but those in particular resonated with me, especially the first one that I read, because I've known this individual for basically 20 years. And I trust this person's judgment. Charlottesville High School took the school resource officers out of the hallways. Almorro County put them back in the hallways. Almorro County realized. It was a mistake removing the school resource officers. It's time for Charlottesville Public Schools Didn't they- and Charlottesville High School in particular to get off its high horse and, and put school resource officers back in the hallways. It's damn near past time for Charlottesville High School to have school resource officers in the hallways. And those that are saying otherwise, you need to push back on them. Go ahead, my friend.
1: Wasn't it just one that they brought back?
0: Or have they, uh, have they raised the number since then? ACPS is doing it in limited... Um, limited momentum or or, uh, limited variety or or in limitation. It's not in the full uh, force, the school resource officer, as it was um, before COVID.
1: Which may be why uh, Mary McIntyre said that uh, ACPS, ACPS schools are closer than you think.
0: Vanessa Parkhill says, can the video be edited to not show the faces of the students? If yes, please do that and let the situation be public to families and taxpayers. This video is violence, 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 violence. Um, I, 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 I do not feel comfortable airing the video, even with blurred... Um, even in a blurred capacity, I would imagine you can find that video um, by asking around. It is circulating. The thing that really perplexes me of the current generation is when you have brawls and fighting of this, <clears throat> it's... it's. Look, what school fights happen. I was often the guy when fights were happening at school that was breaking up the fight. Like, my wife and I talk about this. I was friends with <clears throat> a social person, friends of every demographic when it comes to a school. I was breaking up the fight. Now what's happening, the bystanders do not break up the fight. The bystanders are pulling out phones and videoing and social sharing the brawls and the fights. And which yelling.
1: Is,
0: and yelling and hooting and hollering and encouraging I had to turn on the I had to
1: turn the sound down cuz it was characterize what why you had to turn the sound down. I mean it's it's loud. It sounds like a I... it sounds like a
0: UFC fight. Yeah. What it sounds like is MMA fighting where fans are watching men and women in a cage and screaming in support of violence and gore and bloodshed.
1: Yeah. I is that fair? Yeah, I mean, you you can see, I don't know, I mean, I didn't count the I didn't count the phones, but people have their phones up filming. They're all trying to get closer. There's just a a mass of people. Occasionally, a teacher shows up trying to organize and get people, you know, back to the places they're supposed to be at to absolutely no effect. And then and they get
0: out of the frame immediately because they realize what they're in the middle of.
1: And through all of it is just yelling. I mean... I don't blame a single teacher for not trying to break up these brawls. Not at all. I wouldn't get in the middle of that. I would not that. get in
0: the middle of, what, of this. I just said that the fights that I broke up when I went to school were fights amongst one or two or three people. They were not stampedes of a few dozen.
1: I mean, even if it's just one or two people, I... Uh,
0: one or two people is very different than stampedes of 24 to 36 people.
1: Yeah, but... In eith- hallways. But either way... Narrow passages. Either way, no teacher should be expected to jump into the middle of of any of that, and you could easily end up in the hospital. I mean, one elbow, one fist, and you've you got a broken nose. you got, I mean... I don't, I don't know what the damage was to the teacher who... Uh, is pursuing legal. Yeah. Because of an injury from a brawl. Yeah. I mean, that could become commonplace if teachers were in the habit of jumping into the middle of uh, scrums like this. Very difficult question for you viewers and listeners. Here's a very
0: difficult question for you. Should the police be making arrests within schools of the folks doing the brawling of this magnitude. Should arrests be made? Minors, this is beyond a back, this is beyond a playground fight. A playground fight or a fight at lunch or a fight in the hallway amongst two people where it's a punch or two or some pushing and shoving against the locker room, there should be no police arresting. But when you have 24 to 36 students brawling, stomping, stampeding, punching, yanking hair. I, do you think a rest should be made? You can see, you can make out who the who kids are here. And then the next very difficult question we're going to have to have, the, the next very difficult question or topic we're going to have to ask on this show is the topic that the teacher brought up off the record. That it's, how would you characterize what she brought up when it came to
1: race? I mean, it's, uh, both your questions are, are tough questions to answer. Uh, I think the problem with bringing in the police is, do you arrest everybody? What if somebody was in there actually trying to help and they end up getting arrested? What if, you know, you really want to obviously get the people that are in, instigating these fights in to start with. Uh, but but how easy is that to do, relying on uh, anecdotal, you know, uh, getting information from a bunch of a bunch of high school kids, and in regards to race, uh, I, I heard that I I read something to the effect that the uh, the the melee in the in the library was was due to a uh, like a religious group. They were getting taunted by a group of other kids and the fight broke out. It's not just one race, it's, you know. This is what the teacher writes, I'll read it verbatim. The real problem
0: with our school division and really this town is that hard conversations cannot happen because race always rises to the surface. The teacher DMs me this, No one wants to look bad on paper because of having disproportionate referrals, expulsions, and likewise of students of color. The problem is that we cannot help the students of color who make bad choices. If we are truly going to help them be the best versions of themselves, we need to give them consequences early so they can hopefully make better choices. If they continue to get away with things, then their poor choices will just grow and lead to bigger problems for them.
1: Yeah, I agree pretty much 100% with that. Uh, but you're saying it's not possible to do that. I mean, this is Charlottesville. Of course it's not possible.
0: And and why do you say it's not possible in Charlottesville?
1: Because I I mean, we have a group of people that think it's a good thing for for someone to be putting up a tent in the uh in a park. I I think there's a permissiveness and a and I a conceptualization that uh, that people who are people who are uh, how do I put this um, margin mar, from marginalized groups whether it's a racial group or a financial group that they should be I don't know if coddled is the right word but but like this person says, the, you, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to provide, or uh, you're not allowed to punish bad actors. And we, anybody, everybody out there, has to have some idea that you can't just allow any any action and expect and expect things to change. Uh, I say it with you know. People who have pets. You can't, you, pets are like small children. They want order. That's why they test boundaries. That's why kids test boundaries because they want to understand their world. And if you don't give them those boundaries, then they keep pushing and they keep pushing and they keep taking freedoms. And eventually you end up with lawlessness because you. You and I and everybody needs the boundaries of law. Rules. Yeah.
0: Especially we, teenagers.
1: We may not always like them, but it creates the but the reason we have a working society is because we have rules that we all agree on. There it is. And kids are I mean they're they're growing and they're learning and they want to understand the world around them and if you don't give them that understanding they have to find it themselves and that may include fighting or breaking the rules in other ways because they want to know that there are boundaries that they want to know that there is a a functioning world around them that they can understand
0: well said that was very well said Give some props to Judah Wickauer right there, ladies and gentlemen. Eli Cesarez. Eli, how do I say your last name, Eli? Eli Cesarez on my Facebook comment section. Arrests should definitely be made. You cannot do that in public and not be held accountable. The staff know who is causing the overall problem and they should be heard. This show will have the back of teachers and those working within Charlottesville High School. Those working within Charlottesville High School had every right, and I backed them 1,000% on the sick out, the protest, the strike, whatever we want to call it, and those working within Charlottesville High School, the teachers working within CHS, I'm going to take it a step further for you. You should do this on Monday, and you should do this on Tuesday. You want to make a statement, and you want to have an impact, and you want the community to start truly understanding what is going on. You do this today, you do it Monday, and you do it on Tuesday. And then you have Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday all for the holiday. That'll give you the reset to recover mentally and physically. You do it in collective fashion. You did it collectively, strategize, organize today. You do it on Monday and Tuesday. And then the community will truly understand what's going on. You do it once, it's forgotten. It'll be forgotten by the Monday news cycle. But if this goes from the Friday news cycle into the Saturday news cycle, and then comes back on the Monday news cycle, and back on the Tuesday news cycle, you better believe that this is going to resonate with folks in the community. Bill McChesney on McIntyre Road. Freedom without license is anarchy. Yeah. Vanessa Parkhill. Amen, Judah. Thank you. Another teacher just DM'd this to, to us. Everyone in this building knows who, as Judah said, are the bad actors. It's the same every time. The teacher also says this. It's gotten to the point where the bad actors are roaming the hallways looking to instigate trouble. It's their goal. Think, think about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was something along those lines in the, uh, in the article that you sent me. And it was, I was just blown away. I mean, some of this, some of it's... Read, what, what blows you away? Dave Riddick. An
0: educator says, if the law is broken, arrests must be made. Let the Commonwealth's attorney sort it out. What blew you away?
1: Somebody wrote, uh, somebody had said, uh, today we had roving bands in search of the next fight. Multiple fights from which to choose. And hundreds of kids filming and cheering. I wouldn't want to go out in the halls in that type of situation and then they go on to say in the meantime, the 95% of kids whose behavior is impeccable suffer because they and their teachers are traumatized, exhausted, and highly distracted. Surprise. Uh, We are infantilizing the kids who have neither the personal discipline nor the support from home to make healthy decisions and setting them up for horrific consequences in the near future.
0: Carol Thorpe, Queen of Jack Jewett, says this, Jerry and Judah, the nature of fighting has changed, and frankly, I am surprised and grateful that a weapon has not yet been brandished to my knowledge in someone critically injured, but I fear that it is coming. That's a mother speaking there. Yeah. Did you guys see in the news, there was an 18-year-old... This is... Crazy to say this, but there was an 18-year-old arrested in a park in the West West Haven neighborhood, 10th and Page, with an AR-15 in his hand, just standing in the park. This same Albemarle County teen who was in Charlottesville city limits at the park of West Haven had already been already had a felony on his record. 18-year-olds with AR-15s. One of the most terrifying elements of this that should not go under-highlighted is the opening of doors to allow outsiders into the school. The opening of doors to allow outsiders into the school is a terrifying
1: scenario. I think it's terrifying that there's even a question. I mean, when I was, uh, I went back to my old high school uh, not too long after I'd uh, graduated, and walked right in, and we went and saw a couple of our teachers. And I remember when I was in high school, the same thing happened. We had uh, we had former former students from the school who would come in, and you know, you've got teachers who are great with kids, and people come back to visit them. Now you've got to lock your doors. I mean, it's in. It's crazy. That's the terrifying part, that, that it's even a, there's even a question that schools should be, like, locked down with, and not letting anybody in. I mean, that's nuts.
0: Does it happen within Albemarle County Public Schools? Does it happen at Albemarle High School, where violence
1: is present? I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I I doubt, uh, I doubt this is something that's uh, unique to uh, to Charlottesville. Eli, is it Casares? It's probably Casares. Yeah, how would you know? Because I looked. Thank you. And it looks like it's probably pronounced Casares. All right, thank you, know. Judah.
0: Eli Casares, we'll go with that, says this. I have two children at Charlottesville High School, and they are afraid to attend. The next school board meeting is December 7th at 5 p.m. in the MLK Center. And it offers offers an opportunity to speak publicly. Four school board seats will be um, replaced, and four new members will come on the board on January 1. Those four members ran unopposed. I'm going to ask you a very difficult question, viewers and listeners. And it's a question that we may not like, but it's a question that should be, lo- should be asked regardless. Are you ready for this? Is what's happening right now a byproduct of the bed we made? I think it usually is. Is what's happening right now a result of those who we vote into office. Is what's happening right now the cause and effect of removing school resource officers, the cause and effect of lax accountability, lax accountability in particular tied to race within school systems? And is what's happening right now something that can be changed quickly, or are we at the tip of the iceberg? And here's a very difficult question for you to hear, viewers and listeners. Will this kind of violence, this kind of malcontent behavior, this kind of professional quality of life deterioration, this kind of this kind of fear, lead to the further gentrification of school systems within Charlottesville and Albemarle County?
1: Probably. I mean, I'm sure there are people that uh, are taking their children's fears seriously and looking at uh, alternatives to uh, to the Charlottesville and Albemarle public system, public school system. We have parents on and, the feed saying that their kids are
0: afraid to go to school.
1: Yeah, and so you look for an alternative, and... Uh, Not everybody is going to be able to afford to do that, which, as you, you know, that's gentrification. You've got people that can't afford to leave. Um, And the byproduct of that is what? The byproduct of that is that probably the... The byproduct of that is that... The public schools become... uh, They get worse. I'm not sure what you... uh, I think the byproduct of that is that you end, up with, uh, you end up with the people that can afford to take their kids out of the school leaving the school system, and anybody else, I, I mean, I don't know what the, uh, the answer to, for them is. Maybe they, uh, maybe they just have, maybe they have to move to a different area. Not that that's a particularly uh, cost-effective way of, of fixing the problem for your children.
0: You can put the uh, Keith Smith slide on from this morning. Stephanie Wells Rhodes, I'm going to get to your comment. Put the area median income slide on from this morning, if you could. Keith Smith, put this data together. There it is. It's on screen. This is from Keith Smith, an A-plus man. The Charlottesville Metro Statistical Area, this is the MSA, the metro area around Charlottesville. This includes Albemarle and Fluvanna. This is household income from 2016 to 2023. The area median income, the area median household income for the Charlottesville metro area is $123,300 per household. Keith Smith highlights from 2020 to 2021, there was a 30% increase in the area median income. I will give you that statistic again. From 2020 to 2021, there was a 30% increase in area median income. Keith Smith asked the question, why, on his talk show, Real Talk with Keith Smith, which is a fantastic program. If you can go back to us on a two-shot, I want to read some comments. Stephanie Wells Rhodes watching the program. She is a mother of two, a grandmother of two, soon to be three. Her daughter's a teacher. She says it's a complete lack of respect for authority and the parents not supporting these poor teachers. You cannot act like that in a public place without going to jail. You shouldn't be able to act like that in a school. Some of these kids are the size of full-grown adults. Mm -hmm. It's completely unacceptable. Well said and amen. Not only the size of full-grown adults, but acting in herd mentality, which is even more terrifying. Yeah. Michael Buczynski, a father of two, yet school board elections keep voting business as usual. I just do not get it. I agree with you, Coach B. It's difficult to understand. In regards to the area median income, put the slide back on screen for about 10 seconds and then come back to us. Ladies and gentlemen, it's no secret that the Charlottesville metro area is more affluent than it's ever been. Household median income is $123,300. Those that are north of the media inc- median income, 123.3, they likely are not positioning or placing their kids in public schools. That's, there's a reason. Why don't you go on a two back to us? There is a reason we have so many private schools in the area. You know what that reason is? Because there's a, because there's a desire for them. Because people can afford them. There's demand. There's a reason there's so many private schools in the area. And I'm gonna ask you very frank questions and questions that should worry the community, but they have to be asked. If the conditions continue to deteriorate, why, if you're a teacher, would you stay in these settings as opposed to going the private route where this is not happening? There's no reason not to. Why would your students, if your parents, continue to stay in these schools if you can afford to place them otherwise in other scenarios, private or homeschooling.
1: I don't know why anybody that could afford it wouldn't take their kids out of these public schools. And that
0: scenario creates the gentrification of public schools, which further compartmentalizes, marginalizes, financially marginalized and racially marginalized students into schools, and takes the teachers of experience and talent who are fed up and removes them from that scenario, puts them in a private scenario or a completely different line of work. So then you have students that are left in a school system, financially margin, racially margin students being taught by educators that may lack experience or not potentially up to par. Because the ones with experience and the ones with talent are fed up and going doing something else. That creates a very... That creates a damning cycle.
1: Along with administrators that, that won't try to affect change, right? Along
0: with school boards that won't try to affect change, and perhaps the root of the problem, and I'm looking at you, viewers and listeners, I'm looking at you, Judah, and I'm looking at me. I'm looking at me, I'm holding you accountable, Judah, I'm holding me accountable, I'm holding my wife accountable, my neighbors accountable, and you, the viewer and listener change that happens at the voter booth that is not happening as coach B said the status quo is business as usual and it happens every election year and we have made our effing bed we have made our effing bed and you may not want to hear that but we've made our effing bed you get what you vote for Kelly Jackson, a mother of two—one in private, one in public—the only reason, the only reason you would stay in a public school system if you can afford a private school system, is for the STEAM programs and trade and trade programs offered. If you're not doing the STEAM programs or the trade programs offered, you're not staying there. Charlie Scott watching the program. I have a lot of respect for this guy. I've known Charlie Scott. Char- coach, how long have I known you? I'd say 20 years. A coach. Some of us cannot leave our jobs. We are very close to full pension, and we cannot walk away. He's with an album ACPS. I respect that. Yeah. respect that, coach. And the school is lucky to have you. I swear, I sincerely mean that. What you have done with your team and as a teacher dude is commendable. I mean that sincerely. You are a baller. Another coach, Buchensky. A lot of people are going into massive debt to send their kids to private schools because the public school system is failing them. They are choosing to save their kids and sacrifice their retirement. Coach B would know this he's a mortgage broker, and he sees the financials. Carol Thorpe said the school board meeting should be overflowing to the parking lot with parents, students, and teachers alike. This is a very interesting comment from Kelsey, a parent within CPS, Charlottesville Public Schools. And they said unions would help this. You want to touch that one?
1: Mm, is there a correlation? I'm not sure how unions would uh, would affect how uh, how roving bands of lawless kids in high schools um, how unions are supposed to prevent that from happening. Um, if her
0: allusion is to the walkout, protest, or strike of them not showing up because they're using the power of collective organization, that I'm not buying that. I, and I don't want to speak for you, I completely understand where the teachers are here.
1: Oh, I'm, yeah. I, I and I say it should happen
0: on Monday and Tuesday as well.
1: I'd be with them too.
0: I'd be the one organizing it. And you know me.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And I would be organizing it on Monday and Tuesday as well.
1: Yeah. And you know me. Yeah. Yeah, You do it until something changes or somebody tells you that they're not going to let this happen anymore. Otherwise, you just go back and, what, wait until another teacher is is hurt? Wait until someone does bring a weapon? If you do it
0: one day, it comes across as a bluff, and it comes across as BS, and it comes across as lacking... Chutzpah and momentum and foundation. You do it into next week before Thanksgiving, and the parents watching and listening to this program, aint they're not liking this because they're going to have to scramble and figure out what to do. But guess what? Parents are part of the problem as well. And that's coming from a parent.
1: I think uh, Michael...
0: Michael Baczynski is right. With this, you read his comment. I'm going to read this from John on LinkedIn. Jerry and Judah, I'm curious about the teachers you know and follow your show. I've heard through the years that the biggest problem at Charlottesville High School is the three-track system. There's a Harvard UVA AP track. There's a PVCC middle class B-ish track, and there's a no chance in there's a no chance track. This is the definition of marginalization. Why does this continue at Charlottesville High School? Kids are not dumb. The last group at Charlottesville High School basically understands the hopelessness situation they've been placed in. This seems like a real conversation that needs to be had. That's an excellent hmm. comment from John Blair. Interesting. So if you're on the no-chance track...
1: I mean, I don't know enough about how, how those tracks work to, to really comment... Um, but if you're on the, the no chance track are you pretty much just relegated to I mean I, how does that uh, is there a way to get out of that track is there a way to work harder or do they just not even bother to try to teach those kids
0: Kelly Jackson says there was a huge fight at Monticello High School last week and the kids involved were right, at, right back at school Coach Buchensky, Meg Bryce tried and could have made real change, but Seville can't separate party politics and buzzwords versus what is truly needed. It's sad, and I honestly think the scales are too far in one direction now to ever come back. If you're on the no-chance track, as John identified on LinkedIn within Charlottesville High School, and the no-chance track realizes that there's no rules or accountability, you're living your life in this no chance mentality and you're living your life in a no chance way where there's no rules or no accountability, of course mayhem and lawlessness is going to ensue. Because you know what, what is a, a, a feeling that creates negative behavior more so than any other feeling? I'll, I'll rephrase Do you know what emotion births or generates or creates negative behavior like few feelings do? Despair. Same family of what I'm about this hopelessness. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the same category. Mm -hmm. The feeling of hopelessness
1: or despair leads to, I don't give up. We talked about it in reference to rising crime rates, uh, with that go along with rising, uh, rising uh, market mortgage rates. Uh, you know, inflation, cost of living. Yeah, tougher. You know, tougher to make a living, and you start to see crime rise. And yeah, it's it goes hand in hand with hopelessness and despair, and not knowing how you're going to make you know make the make it through the next day. Hopelessness
0: and despair are an echelons of emotions way more influential than fear and anger. Fear and anger create thought process and still have... The benefit of the subconscious still have the benefit of potentially what is right and wrong. Hmm. Hopelessness and despair create a sense of, I don't give a... Yeah. Kate Shartz, Queen of Ivy. I'm not familiar with the city school board like I am with the Admiral County Board, but why would people think anything will change? For example, over 85% of parents voted for Meriwether Lewis to keep its name the same, Meriwether Lewis Elementary, and the school board changed it anyway. The track is that school boards don't actually do what parents and teachers actually want. My parents were teachers and so were my my husband's parents, and I feel terrible for them feeling so stuck in this bad situation with no support. Buchensky, Coach B. My dad was a principal for 30 years. He lived through race riots, political strife, you name it. One thing, one thing he could always count on was parents had his back and would bust their kids' asses if they pulled stuff like this, or he would expel them in a heartbeat. Parents today seem to have no control over their kids. I also think we should not underestimate what smartphones have done to the generation of impressionable minds. Today, because of iPhones and Androids and smartphones, the accessibility to violent video content, within seconds, violent video content can be found on YouTube or online. And that violent video content, we would be dumb not to acknowledge that that is going to influence developing minds. And if violent video content is approachable or ubiquitous or seen by teens and they're developing minds at a regular basis, they're going to think that's okay or is a natural reaction to strife or conflict that comes across their day. Furthermore, another thing that's extremely concerning is the, the sharing of these brawls on social media, almost creating a... Uh, a vi- it creates a viral effect, and when these brawlers, these fighters, are seen on these social platforms brawling and fighting, and it goes viral, it's almost like a a a a, a famous element of fame has been created,
1: and that's like a drug. Yeah, well, it's a positive feedback loop of uh, of endorphins and and what uh, whatever you you know. It's the same thing you see from all these people wanting to be social media influencers because they get that uh, they get that. It's buzz. a drug. Yeah, they get that buzz of, you know, 5,000 likes, 10,000 likes.
0: And a follow-up question to this. They're legitimately on Charlottesville High School and then within Charlottesville Public Schools, there's a cell phone ban.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You are not allowed by the letter of the law within CPS to have cell phones in schools. How is that being enforced? And if you have a basic law like no cell phones within schools and it's not being enforced, what's the next rule that you're going to push the limits on?
1: What's the next rule you're even going to pay attention to?
0: And parents that are in Almaro County that you think, oh, this can't happen to me in Almaro. This is only a city issue you got the vice president of the Education Association, the Union for Almoral saying, we're close to doing this as well. And we're routinely hearing about brawls and fighting within Almorro High School. So you're about a whiskers, a whisker's width away from this happening in the largest high school in Central Virginia, Almoral County High School. I'll close the program with this. And this is commentary coming from a parent. And you close any way you want. In fact, if there's something you want to get out, I want to make sure we give you opportunity to get it out.
1: You know, my first impulse is to, is to say, you know, parents need to, uh, need to train their kids better. But the people that are watching this and the people that uh, uh, people that would agree with that statement are probably already doing it and the people that really need to hear that probably will never hear it and probably wouldn't do anything differently anyways. Uh, Sadly, I think think penalties for this type of behavior need to be stricter and I think they need to be upheld and obviously the schools need uh, not just one or two student resource officers they need as many as they ever had in the past and probably more more uh, because somebody needs to be able to go in and bust this kind of thing up, stop the fighting and single out and and isolate the people that are the the young Men and women that are instigating this, so that uh, as someone uh, someone stated, I think in the in the article, the ninety five percent who genuinely want to learn can can go back to being go back to being kids.
0: Well, so. Kelly Jackson, she says this: if the Charlottesville high school teachers come back on Monday, then today means absolutely nothing. And it will just go back to more of the same. I one thousand percent agree with you, KJ.
1: They'll, they'll. I think they'll write it off as a bunch of teachers. As getting, a bluff. I think they'll write it off as a bunch of teachers getting sick. Bunch a of, bunch of teachers were sick from, uh, and they know,
0: couldn't stick to their guns.
1: Well, because it won't make a statement, and so they'll just say, "Oh, it was uh, you know, we had a bunch of sick." It teachers. was a bluff. I don't think they'll even I don't think it'll even register you, to the you don't schools. even think
0: they'll even get the the credit of a bluff
1: no I don't Jesus. think they'll get the credit of a bluff I think the school will just say, oh we had a bunch of teachers out from sickness we had to take a day off there you uh, go monday we're we're back business as usual uh, so yeah I think that's a hundred percent true that uh, if if there's no if there's no statement if there's no follow you know, if there's no group statement from the teachers then they go back and they're just a bunch of individuals, and I think that's the, the benefit of something like uh, something like having A union: A union and teachers having a voice as a uh, platform as, as a block. as a collective
0: platform. Michael, the kids were videotaping the brawling and fighting in the video, and they were laughing. Yeah. Violence is now entertainment in schools. Versus the crime that it should be called. Yeah. Mr. Casares, excuses and chances need to stop. Consequences and accountability need to be forefront. We have definitely created this environment based on the voices and complaints of a few and not the majority. Now is the time to change that. Mm-hmm. Kevin Higgins in Greenwood. Law and order is considered extreme now. What happened at Admiral High School, Charlottesville High School, Monticello High School will manifest even more. We need a Joe Clark from the movie Lean on Me or a Michelle Pfeiffer from the movie Dangerous Minds. What is happening in Charlottesville High School is Dangerous Minds, the movie. The only thing missing is Coolio singing Gangster's Paradise. Vanessa Parkhill calls it the soft bigotry of low expectations. Wow. That's she also asked this question. Maybe Charlottesville Public Schools had an underlying reason for not wanting cell phones in schools. No distractions, yes, but perhaps the, re- the way you can keep video evidence from going on social media fights. I'll close with this, and this is gonna make some people really uncomfortable. Uh, Parents, step up. If you saw this video, and this video is circling on the interwebs. If you saw this video, and you see your kid in it, fighting, videoing, Laughing, enjoying it, recording it, sharing it on social
1: media, brawling. Hold your kid accountable. Sadly, I don't think the people that would hear that message are the kind of people that are going to have kids that they need to worry about in that regard. Hold your kid accountable.
0: Accountability starts at the house and at home. Mm -hmm. when you hold your kid accountable at home, your kid starts learning what to do in the hallways and how to act. Start at home. And I'll close with, when you see a teacher this weekend, tell, tell her or tell him, thank you. And we got your back. And the, my last message is for the educators within Charlottesville High School. Do it again on Monday and Tuesday. One day, you just heard a very reasonable man in Judah Witkower said, if you only do it today and you come back on Monday, they're just going to chalk it up until people got sick. They won't even give you the credit of a bluff, which I thought how it would be perceived. Mm-hmm. Judah's a voice of reason. Mostly. You do it on Monday and Tuesday, then sickness, you don't get that category. Bluff, it's not bluffing, it's a movement. And if you want change, you need a movement that is big picture and makes people uncomfortable. Because it's not until you make people uncomfortable does change actually happen. My name is Jerry Miller, and this is the I Love Sebo Show.